received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC Fight Night Paris edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. As always, our first order of business is to show our appreciation to the loyal listeners tuning in every week there's a fight card. Our numbers are great. We're flattered at the listeners and we're also hopefully doing our part to keep everyone hanging around. Last week, business-wise, the podcast went three and three. We lose 0.31 of a unit. Now, had we put the full unit on Anthony Smith, We'd have won a couple of pennies, but rather, I don't mind taking a 31-cent loss to carry the advantage we have into the fight that will be today's round three. So, so far this year, 30 events about business podcast in 2023, we're 72 and 72, showing a profit 20.38 units. 14% ROI, a plus 128 average. Now, 30 episodes into the UFC in 2023, loyal listeners that have listened to all 30 podcasts have about seven and a half hours of pure listening time logged in. What have you gotten for it? Well, the $30 better that has played all 30 podcasts with us, is enjoying a $615 profit. Further, if you break that down to the hour, that $30 better is earning $76.42 per hour listening to the podcast. So this podcast isn't a drain. In fact, it's an investment, and we encourage you to look at it that way. Furthermore, the $100 better is up better than $2,000. The hourly income for the $100 better, based on seven and a half hours of listening time over 30 podcasts in 2023, is $254.75. This podcast pays listeners. Now, the lesson here is keep our focus. We have a third of the season left, and 20.38 units needs to grow another third, and our goal will be 30 units by the end of the year. We will try and do everything in our power to make that happen. Futures. We got Covington laying out there at minus 110. We've got Grasso coming up in a couple of weeks. That's this month in September. 
plus 195. She fights Valentina Shevchenko. We also have a future on John Bones Jones laying out there, plus 117. We've got more work to do with Johnny Bones Jones, but that's coming up in future fight cards. Now, without much further ado, let's move right in to Fight Night Paris. Let's make this notation. Of the 26 or so fighters competing on this Paris fight card, nine of the athletes are in debuting UFC fights with one fighter, Reese McKee. He's in a debut fight on his second stint. For the most part, I'm avoiding all of those fights and all of our focus today, except for round one will be in the main card. So without much further ado, let's move right into round one. Round one, light heavyweight, Volkan Ozdemir faces off against Uzbekistan's Bogdan Guskov. Guskov making his debut. Kind of an Anthony Smith lookalike, bald-headed guy, looks cut, ripped. He's got a bunch of power in his hand, and obviously an Uzbekistan fighter's going to have a vice grip background in judo, wrestling, sambo, etc., I've not seen him fight, but scouring his record, clearly this is a step up for this young man. Ozdemir, hey, he's been in major fights. He went decision with Ankalaev, even though it was a loss. His last out was against a sturdy, strong fighter in Krilov, and that was a decision. Ozdemir is durable, experienced, and been in with much better. Then has Guskov. Guskov's past three years hasn't been out of the first round, so he's steamrolling guys. Will he be able to come in here in front of the Paris crowd and squelch Ozdemir, who's going to have his parents and all kinds of friends in the crowd? Through the interviews this week, I'm confident we're going to get Vulcan Ozdemir's best effort. That's enough for me. So we're going to use Vulcan Ozdemir in the first leg of a parlay, and we're going to use him with a fighter on the undercard in the prelims, a bantamweight fight. Frenchman Taylor Lapillus is fighting Irishman Kaelin Lochran. Now, Lochran was originally scheduled to fight someone else, as was Lapillus. We had a snafu happen with the fighters. A couple guys couldn't make it. The UFC, as deft as they are, shuffled the card. And the long and the short of it is Lapalus, who's got UFC experience and is coming back into the organization again, being a Frenchman. He's seen the better fighters. He's been in with higher level of competition. He was also scheduled to fight at 145 for this fight. He's fought his whole career at 35. So this fight's at 135. He doesn't have to fight up. I believe he's going to show himself to be big, strong, focused. And more than anything, the debuting fight Irish fighter Lochran, I think it's going to be tough for him to accept the short notice change of opponent, the dynamic difference in change of opponent, because Lapalus is much more seasoned much more weathered, much more experienced 
than who Lauquen was originally scheduled for. They've given the Frenchman Lopoulos advantageous positioning, I believe, with this change in schedule. Round one, simple parlay. Vulcan Ozdemir, currently priced minus 190. We're going to take him with Taylor Lapalus, the Frenchman, minus 185. Vulcan Ozdemir to Taylor Lapalus, one unit returns 1.35 units. Now let's move into round two. Round two was released last Sunday via Twitter, and it's the light weight fight on the main card between Benoit Saint-Denis, another Frenchman, taking on sturdy, experienced, world-class fighting talent in Thiago Moises from Brazil. Moises travels in. That's a little bit of a taxing situation for him. However, he looked good on the scale. He's a very experienced fighter. He's traveled out of Brazil before. He's faced a higher level of competition than has Saint-Denis. He's well-rounded, but the key for Moises is ground. On the other side, Benoit Saint-Denis is a huge fighter for 155. He comes with a judo background, and by that I mean his dad was a judo mixed martial artist. So the kid's got it in his blood. He's an ex-French Navy SEAL. That, coupled with his size, and really that judo base, I believe is going to make it extremely difficult for Moises to manage Saint-Denis to the mat, even against the cage. I believe Saint-Denis' Brazilian jiu-jitsu, judo, and ground game is up to par with Moises in that he can return to his feet, but he doesn't want to compete with Moises at Moises' strength. Rather, we want to make Moises compete to Saint-Denis at Saint-Denis' strength. That's the feat. Round two, Saint-Denis released minus 125 last Sunday. He's minus 165 right now. That's why it's so important to keep an eye on me on Twitter. I'm not just trying to gain followers. It's not about followers. It's about getting the best price when we can. And this is a perfect example of trying to gain every bit of positive expected value as one can. Round two, St. Denis minus 125. Now we roll into round three. Round three was given last week. We carry a half a unit to win 1.08 units on Manon Firo against Rose Namajunas. In Rose Namajunas, you have a two-time champion moving up in weight class, and that's really the key scenario here. Rose, from her interviews, seems calm and totally together. I think mentally she's ready. She's very well-rounded. She's experienced, been in with world-classers. She has tremendous experience over Firo. However, Firo is the natural 125er. She carries brutalizing power in her hand. She's really aggressive, but she's not near the well-rounded mixed martial artist that Rose Namajunas is. We hold Firo basically at a minus 195 where she opened. She's now minus 200. And I'll be honest with you, her style is made perfect for Rose Namajunas. And I have some concern on this fight. Giroux better be careful, especially early, because 
while I think Bureau will manage the weight as the fight wears on and maintain her zip, we better watch out early when everybody's dry and Rose is lethal and dangerous. This is no easy fight for Firo, but I do believe ultimately the natural size of Firo will be the difference here. Round three is a half a unit wager last week with Anthony Smith to man on Firo, a half a unit to win 1.08 units. Now let's roll into round four. Round four, main event. And boy, I've been going back and forth on this one all week. Spivak, the polar bear, big, slow, premeditated, awkward on the feet. However, he is a vice grip grappler. And the Moldovian polar bear is tough as nails. However, I just get an uneasy feeling with him in this fight when I look at the athleticism of each man, okay? Now this is a mixed martial arts fight. It isn't a track meet or, you know, a chess match, okay? Spivak beat Sakai, beat Hardy, beat Black Beast, Derek Lewis. And then he fought uh, Aspinall and was completely outclassed. And then before Aspinall, Olenek and Vandera. I mean, who is Spivak? been in with that brings any kind of clear fight game close to Ghani. Now, yes, Ghani's green as he can be, but he's athletic as all get out. He's got power in his hands and he's going to have a big cage by which to move around in. Yeah, Ghani needs help with his wrestling defense, no question. Ghani has not had enough time in five and a half months to address it against a guy like Aspinall or John Jones, yes. But I don't hold Sergey Spivak anywhere near those two guys. No, this is too big a class difference in the athleticism department. Round four, we're going to take Cyril Gan minus 190 straight up. And we're going to tie him in a parlay to a fighter next week. Now, we're doing a lot of this because, again, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And come December 31st, when I total the business for the year. I want profit, and I don't care how it comes. Round four, Cyril Gunn, currently priced minus 190. We're going to take him into next week, and next week is the card in Australia. We're going to take an Australian fighter, Jamie Malarkey, currently priced minus 185. He fights John McDessie. This is as much a bet on malarkey as it is a fade on MacDessie. In this case, we've got two perfect scenarios working together. Finally, round four is a parlay. Serial gone, minus 190. Parlayed into next week, Jamie Malarkey, minus 185. One unit returns 1.34 units. Now we have four rounds today in a card that I think is very unbettable. Two of the positions are parlays. One ties us into next week. Next week, we'll do a clear accounting on our results and profitability for this week. And we'll be ready to meet with you again next Friday on the Bout Business Podcast to break down UFC in Australia. Good luck at the fights and thank you for listening. Boom! That's it! That is it! Unbelievable! That was insane! 
been locked into Gamblu's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. All the superlative. Tomorrow's good that hand is ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.